from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louis B. Starting from their own 10, there's the snap to Masoli. Fakes a toss going deep. He's got Braylon Addison behind coverage. It's a perfect pass. It's caught. Up under center on short yardage. It looks like Dane Evans is in there and he gets the touchdown. So Dane Evans comes in. <laughs> Gets the touchdown from the one-yard line and punts the ball into the stands. Evans banks up to his own goal line, and he is picked up. It's an interception by Des Lawrence. Masoli, he'll step back. The pass is caught. It's a touchdown, Stephen Dunbar, Jr. Ottawa moving the ball on this drive. They're on the Hamilton 37. Evans under pressure again, gets the ball away. It's intercepted at the sideline by the Tiger Cats. Duck Hodges, quick throw, it's intercepted. It's an interception for Carriel Brooks. RJ Broadhead with the call as heard right here on the Ticats Audio Network. Louis B here with you. Happy Monday, it is a victory Monday. Always nice to start the week following a tight Cats win, and it was a big one over the Ottawa Red Blacks on Saturday. And the tight Cats have the day off today from the practice field, which is probably a good thing as I am here at uh, Tim Hortons Field this afternoon, and it is raining sideways. Uh, that didn't stop the uh, soccer team, Forge FC, from being out there today. Of course, they have a big game coming up Wednesday against the MLS's uh, CF Montreal in the Canadian Championship semifinal, so a little plug for them. But uh, no Ticats practice today. Uh, no post-practice sound to bring you, but we will bring you what Coach O had to say after the game. Uh, we'll hear from Jeremiah Masoli as well. And uh, due to some technical issues, uh, we are unable to uh, connect with our guests today. Uh, so you're stuck with me, uh, which isn't all bad. Because uh, we're going to get to some of your responses. As I uh, put it out there, wanted to see how you f- are feeling about the Ticats after Saturday's win. And uh, you guys have things to say. So I want to get to as many as I can on today's show. And, you know, since we uh, don't have our uh, regularly scheduled guest that was supposed to be here today, we got lots of time to get to you. Uh, but let's talk about that game on Saturday as it was a 32-3 victory, as mentioned. And let me just start off by saying Jeremiah Masoli, absolute warrior. 320 yards, 25 of 28, just three incompletions uh, with two touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles. He also ran for another 33 yards. So a big day for the Ticats and the defense as well, doing a fantastic job. We heard those interceptions there from RJ. Uh, three interceptions on the day, added a uh, quarterback sack or two. Two quarterback sacks make that. So big day. For the Hamilton Tiger Cats, three sacks, sorry, three sacks for the Ticats on uh, Saturday. And it was huge because when you look at the standings, it's close. It is close in the CFL standings. You know, I, we were talking about it on Tiger Cats pregame, whether that Montreal-Toronto game went the way the Ticats wanted it to. And you have to think it did. Because right now, Montreal's sitting atop the East Division at 6-4. and four. They have a really difficult schedule ahead of them. They have Winnipeg twice. They have Winnipeg twice in the uh, the rest of the season. They have Saskatchewan coming up this week. Winnipeg twice, and then they finish up their season against Ottawa. A couple people on Twitter are kind of asking the question, 
you know, what needs to happen for the Ticats to, to finish first, to finish second, to finish third. The simplest explanation, and you're going to hate me for this, but the simplest reasoning is the Ticats got to win out. Because if the Ticats win out, it means they'll go 4-0 the rest of the way. They'll have to beat Toronto to do it. And even if Toronto wins out, other than that game, they'll lose to, uh, they might lose, they will probably, who knows, I'm not predicting here. But if, just stay with me here, because if the Ticats go 4-0, if the Alouettes, you know, somehow manage to go four and zero, they will win the East Division. But if the Argos go three and one, and that loss comes to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, then the Tiger Cats will pass the Argos for whatever position, first or second, in the East Division. The Argos have won two of the three matchups this season. There is one more. That's coming up in a few weeks, three weeks, second last week of the season. Uh, and if the Ticats were to win that game, they already kind of own the tiebreaker, which is, uh, you know, the differential of points, point differential. So that's that's it. Ticats win out. They can finish first in the East. Uh, they have to beat the Argos to do that. The Argos would go to three and one if they win out other than that game. So it, it, there's still lots of season left. Let's just put it that way. Uh, let's hear from the head coach of the Ticats. That's Orlando Steinauer. Here's what he had to say after the game on Saturday. Learned a long time ago. I'm not going to complain about uh, a win. I thought we played well in all three phases. Uh, it's not easy to win games, right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the, who you're playing. You still have to go out and execute. So uh, I'm, I'm happy for I thought the staff and the players were, were focused and they did a great job of, of preparing the guys this week, and the guys did an awesome job of uh, executing. Yeah, I think it's extremely important that uh, that we win this week, and it would really it wouldn't matter, you know, who was on the schedule or what happened in the game uh, last night or in the standings. So, um, I just, uh, you know, I just we're just trying not to look past anything. Just right. handle what handle our business. And, you know, I want everybody to enjoy this win because winning is not easy. And we know we got a short turnaround and a travel, uh, a travel trip this week. So we'll have our hands full. But in the meantime, um, everybody's sore and, and tired. And uh, I, I always want people to enjoy it. It's, it's tough to win. I thought he was spot on for the most part. I thought he took care of the football, um, you know, moved around when he needed to. And, you know, his, his efficiency was was extremely high. And I thought that, you know, we battled some adversity early when, you know, we were minus Erlington and Irons and had to go with Jackson Bennett. So we had, which is great. He did an outstanding job. But, you know, obviously that's going to alter a little bit about what we did. So I thought uh, the offensive staff did a great job there, but the players did an outstanding job of, of executing. So, you know, Jeremiah did a nice job of uh, distributing the ball. And he made some timely throws that uh, really helped us get down the field. Yeah, we're just, you know, one thing we're not going to do around here is, is necessarily play timid or, you know, not to lose. Uh, at, you know, we didn't get a third and one early in the game that we're extremely disappointed in. Uh, those are things that we need to convert. And, you know, this was a chance for the offense to step up uh, when the team needed them most. And they did it. And so that, that's really what it was. It was time for us to take another step to make a timely play on offense when everybody's counting on it. And uh, you don't know what's going to happen if you don't put them in that situation. 
yeah, you know, something that, uh, you know, we're evolving and there's times when, you know, we need to go for it. And, and, uh, and it's important that we have explosions uh, along with our complimentary passes and, and, and our other things that, that go along with our offense. So, um, yeah, and, and, you know, credit the receivers, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's the old line too, protecting, right? It's sometimes you can't throw it down the field because the quarterback's not, not upright. And when he's upright and receivers are doing the right things, we feel like we got two quarterbacks and even, even with David Watford, that three of them that can get it done. That is the head coach of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Orlando Steinauer, as he addressed the media following the game on Saturday. And just highlight a couple of things he said, obviously talking about some of the injuries that the Ticats were dealing with. Uh, Sean Thomas Arlington, Darius Soraka were game time decisions going into it. I found out about half an hour before the game that uh, <clears throat> early Sean Thomas Arlington wasn't ready to go. Uh, Darius Sirocco did try. He did start the first series, uh, but by halftime, we saw him kind of in streets on the sidelines. So uh, shout out to John Yarbrough for for stepping up under center. First game under center for him this season. And I, I think it's one of those things where we're not, we didn't talk about him during the broadcast. We didn't talk about him during the post game. And Travis Vorncall, kind of same thing. In for a Jordan Murray who got injured at practice this week. Um, we didn't talk about them. And we didn't talk about the O-line too much. Uh, they did give up two sacks, but they also gave Jeremiah Masoli enough time to throw 25 of 28 passes for completions and two touchdowns. They they created holes. There was uh, more than 100 yards rushing for the Ticats. So, yeah, Coach O shouting out the O-line, and absolutely. Also, you know, you lose Malik Irons. You, you lost Braylon Addison. And, you know, we're hoping the best for, for all those guys. We'll get an update tomorrow at practice. I don't have anything to pass along your way yet. Uh, but at practice tomorrow, we should be able to see who's out there and who's not. Um, but, yeah, shout out to the Ticats because, yes, it was the Red Blacks. And, yes, the Red Blacks fired Marcel Desjardins. I'm not sure because of this game, but he wasn't. He was employed before this game, and he's no longer employed now. Um and it was the Red Blacks. Yes, they're two and nine, but the Ticats needed this win. And Jeremiah Masoli needed this win. And he touched on that as he spoke to the media after the game. It was huge. It was huge. Definitely for our team. Um, you know, we're, we're in a race coming down this home stretch. Um, and yeah, definitely for myself too. Like it just feels good to get a win. Does that get a bit of a monkey off your back or do you really think much about that? Uh, it does a little bit. I mean, I, I hate losing. Like, I, yeah. It, it makes me sick to my stomach, so uh, I'm glad we won. Yep, definitely, definitely feel like uh, you know our offense are, are are almost getting a hit on all cylinders. I think no matter what, though, it doesn't happen without the front. You know, our our O line did a hell of a job tonight, running back and tight end included. All of our protectors. I mean, they just. I think we had one sack. Um, they had a really nice blitz on and caught us, but um, besides that, man, there wasn't really too much pressure. You know what I mean? And that that makes a huge difference. Uh, yeah, man, that one hurts. Uh, that one hurts. I mean, he's, he's he, you know, he's obviously a, a favorite uh, target for us and uh, all, all the dynamic stuff that he could do. But um, I hope it's it's nothing major and he could come back quickly. Yeah, I mean, I think we all kind of feel like that out there as players. We want to go for it every time, especially when it's close like that. One to two yards, we're ready to roll. But um, I appreciate him honestly giving us that chance to do that and establish that and finish with the touchdown. Instead of, uh, you know, we were so close down there, third and one, third and two, whatever it was, instead of kicking a field goal, 
to let us kind of uh, finish that drive off with a touchdown. So that was, I appreciated that. No doubt. And uh, I think Coach Gibson's done a great job preparing all those guys in that room uh, to yeah. be ready at any time. And uh, it showed tonight. It, it really did show tonight. Those guys have been working their tails off this whole season. And uh, I was really proud of them tonight. Yeah, man, we, we definitely uh, we're talking about that, man, getting our mojo back at, at the donut box here and giving the fans something they can really cheer about and, uh, you know, go home happy with. Uh, you know, we, we've worked too hard not to not to finish these games. So, uh, you know, that, that's kind of what our mentality is now. That is Jeremiah Masoli as he spoke after the game on Saturday and an absolutely fantastic performance from him. We named him our player of the game. Presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Uh, but we did name him our player of the game on Tiger Cats post game. And if you haven't already checked it out, go check it out. Tiger Cats post game. We were joined by Coach Joe. We talked to Des Lawrence, and then a great roundtable discussion with Courtney Stephen, Luke Tasker, and of course Andy Fantuz, uh, getting you set or you know wrapping up the uh, the game on Saturday. So yeah, Jeremiah Masoli had a fantastic game. Despite what some of you are tweeting at me, um, still calling on Dane Evans, but uh, Jeremiah's thrown for almost 700 yards the last two games, four touchdowns, no picks, no fumbles. He's only been sacked a couple of times, and that's with a oft-changing offensive line that the side gets about to deal with lately. So I know some of you are still calling on Dane Evans, and some of you will continue to call on Dane Evans to start, and uh, I appreciate your passion. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, clearly so does Coach O and the rest of the team because it's still Jeremiah Masoli out there. Um, I disagree. The team seems to disagree, but, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. Coach has mentioned it. It's a sports entertainment. Uh, and, and and guess what? If if And I'm not even going to say it. I was going to say if something were to happen and you come at me, and yes, I will. Never mind, but I'm not going to go there. I am not going to go there. I'm too positive today. It's a Monday. Uh, but let's get to some of uh, your responses I did take to Twitter. Uh, this morning to try and get how you're feeling about the Thai Cats. And uh, let's start with uh, Kevin Stasila. At Kevin Stasila says, it all depends on three things. O-line getting better, but they still need to amp up if we're going to contend. I think uh, I think that's true, especially with the couple of changes we saw. Receivers, poor route running Saturday. Too many times they cut short of the sticks. Mm, you know what? I'm I'm not going to 100% disagree with that. I I don't know how to run a route on the field. I'll have to uh, I'll have to default to my uh, Tiger Cats pregame co-host and Andy Fantuz, or maybe I'll ask Luke Tasker his thoughts on uh, their thoughts on the running routes. Um, and then number three, kicking. Enough said. Uh, Kevin finishes up here. Defense and coaching is fine. QB and RB is fine. All right, so there you go. Thanks for uh, tweeting in, Kevin. Appreciate it. Uh, at Habcat. Jeff says it was an easy win Saturday. Should be interesting to see how they fare against a decent team. Hoping for the best, though. Uh, that's that's a good point. Uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks were not a very good team coming into this game. Um, and really, I mean, the Ticats haven't really laid an egg since week one and two. Like, I mean, like, we're, we're not talking about, like, they, they lost the game against Montreal by three points in overtime. They lost two games against the Argos by one point each. That's their five losses. Those are the five losses the Ticats have this season. So, I mean, like, we're talking about, oh, well, let's see what they do against a decent team. Um, I get that. Good, Like, yes, the Ottawa Red Blacks aren't, aren't world beaters by any sense. Uh, the Elks aren't either. But coaches said it. You know, I, I mentioned it. It's on Coach O Bingo. 
Uh, if you play at home, that it's it's hard to win football games. Uh, but the Ticats are able to do it in convincing fashion against the Red Blacks, uh, 32-3 on Saturday. So thanks for tweeting in, Jeff. Uh, at Nails44, Stu Naylor says, got two road games we need to win first before this matchup, uh, that being the Argos game that I included in my tweet. He says, two and two in the last four. We make the playoffs probably on the first road game. Three and one, we host a playoff game in the East or semifinals. So, yeah, something we talked about off the top of the show, Stu uh, you know, looking ahead, Ticats focused on the Elks. I'm sure that'll be the message uh, throughout the week. But uh, yeah, uh, at Jim Martin or Jim Martin at Le Two Ton says, I feel like the Ticats are in excellent position to grab a home playoff game. Just not sure which one and continue to improve into the playoffs. Fingers crossed our injured players can return and we don't have any more setbacks. Uh, what do we got here uh, at Cottage Geo just has a Austin Powers dancing Jeff, so appreciate that. Uh, Alex Watson at Flowering Snows or at Flowering's Nows, not sure which one, uh, but he says nervous, but also hopeful. Been an up and down season, but confident we can finish strongly and give ourselves a great cup boost. And uh, let's finish off here with uh, A Jugloff. Alex Jugloff says no reason why they can't go four and zero to finish it off. The Edmonton game will be no cakewalk, but you win that game, though, and come home to BC, and that Argo game will likely decide the division, and that is uh, very true. All right, before we wrap up here and say goodbye on the Monday edition of Ticats today, I got to let you know, I want to let you know, that tickets for the 108th Grey Cup go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. to the general public. So 10 a.m., Tickets for the 108th Grey Cup go on sale. If you don't have them already, here's your chance. There is just a limited number of tickets available, and they start as low as $99 uh, for the Grey Cup social tickets. So if you require assistance, you can contact a Ticats ticket rep. Number is 905-547-2287. Again, 905-547-2287. Uh, don't call them before 10 a.m. tomorrow or they won't be able to help you. But if you do need assistance, uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow, tickets go on sale, ticketmaster.ca slash Cup or ticats.ca slash tickets. So yes, tickets starting as low as $99 are available for the 108th Grey Cup, which takes place right here at Tim Hortons Field on Sunday, December the 12th. So Grey Cup tickets to the general public on sale tomorrow, 10 a.m. Ticketmaster.ca slash Grey Cup. Ticats.ca slash tickets. And uh, with tickets starting as low as $99, uh, no reason for you not to be here at Tim Hortons Field. All right, that'll do it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before uh, before we sign off, do want to let you know that a brand new episode of the CFL this week, Bubba O'Neill's joined by Brody Lawson, Pat Steinberg, and Derek Taylor talking about the biggest stories coming out of week 12 so go check that out wherever you found this podcast if you happen to stumble upon this podcast uh, accidentally uh, well thank you appreciate it uh, but make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode of this show or any of the other great shows on the Ticats audio network thanks for checking us out today we're back again tomorrow for the Ticats audio network i'm louis b hoping you have a great day Ticats today with louis b subscribe like and get your tie cats fix every weekday.